Popcorn Brothers! I'm Eli. I'm Isaac. And we're here to talk about movies. We do this every week. We go and we talk about movies that have come out of the theater that we've seen. We talk about trailers that we watch actively right here, right now, while this is happening. And then we talk about one big movie every week. And we are on the tail end of a big series. The highest grossing series of all time. The Marvel Cinematic Universe series. So, yeah, I'm excited to say the least. I'm holding it in. Isaac, how are you today? I'm good. I'm excited to talk about this. It's just that it's very late. We're recording very late. We so. have we have been busy. Hopefully, well, let's, <laughs> let's get some energy going. We need to get some energy going up in here. So I, You know what? I'm going to do it with my words. I'm going to okay. bring the energy in. I'm not going to move. <laughs> I'm going to lay totally still. I might lay down on the floor. I don't think don't. I've done that. No, I can do that. No, I don't think that would. No, I can do it. I don't think it would be very successful. I think I can do it. I'm going to do it. Not yet, though. I'll, we'll let everyone know what our body positions are as they change and occur. Since you can't see this. That's a that's good content letting them know we could have just laid on the floor and not told anybody and it would have been a lot <laughs> but then easier, what's the probably. point we have to describe it they, I don't they need a so. mental picture of what's going on okay so here we are um let's i mean let's dive in yeah let's go all right you hear a sound <laughs> and we get started with our um with our this week at the movies Okay, we finally saw it, Isaac. Yes, it took us. It took weeks. us almost three whole. It had already been out for almost three whole weeks, I think. Yeah, it's true. At this point, everyone has seen it. It's going to go oh, see it. I would assume. Yeah, I mean, a lot. Of, well, it's it's it was number one at the box office. Then it was not number one because Rampage. Then it was number one again the That's weekend that we went. It was number one again. That Rampage. Yeah, but Rampage was going to fizzle out real quick. This oh, yeah. Quiet Place has had a nice, like, solid staying power. Which, if we talk about movies that are extremely profitable at the box office horror movies that are done pretty cheaply are always like that's the new bread and butter for like there are several studios you know that Bloomhouse studio which if you've seen a horror movie in the past like three years you've for sure seen a Bloomhouse one did they do all the like um, insidious mm-hmm. movies and mm-hmm. stuff yeah they are killing it because they make a movie for like five million dollars and then opening weekend it makes like 30 yeah consistently like the all the annabelle movies mm-hmm. uh definitely the insidious movies. well even that one that just came out even truth or dare i think they made it for that five looks million. like a steaming pile looked, of garbage. i mean that one does look te- that one does look pretty terrible which is co- totally different from insidious which is actually pretty good yeah and um you know some other stuff but yeah i mean you make it for like for five million and then it crushes one weekend at the box office and you're good you're golden yeah, you remember Paranormal Activity? Which, yes, because I the saw budget all of that? those at the movies. All of them? I think I saw... Wasn't there like the Dark World or I whatever sure was the newest one? I saw one, two, one and two at the movies. Me too. The third one is the one with the witches. I saw that one too. Yeah, we saw that one in theaters. I remember I that. I think I saw... I even think I saw the fourth one, which was the found footage on the computer one, which was pretty found bad. Footage on the There's like a new teenage girl maybe that was the third one no because the third one is the prequel which i liked the third one the third one was when katie and her sister were children and it was a prequel oh i do remember that then the fourth one there was some other girl that had a laptop and at one point the knife was uh like hanging over (laughs) then i even saw i even went and saw the the other paranormal that has a subtitle and it was in Mexico, I think. 
Mexico. It was all. It was like a prequel, but it wasn't a prequel because it had nothing to do with any of that. I literally saw all five of these at the movie. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where I. I think I gave up after the trilogy. I don't think I saw four, which is sad. It's okay. I I can't even keep them straight at this point. And I also, other than the knife falling almost on that girl's head while she's on the computer, yeah. like. The FaceTiming with somebody. So, Other than that part, I don't remember anything about that one. And I don't remember anything about really about the Hispanic one. Other than some old lady died. And then the like teenagers got her like curse or something. Really quick spoiler alert. If you don't want to know what happens in the paranormal activity movies, I'm about to set the record straight so that I know which ones were which. Was the end of the first one, the one where she ends up possessed and takes yes. the baby and just walks away and that's the end out into the street. No, that's the second one. That's the second one where she because like turns someone's head as they're sitting on the couch. She's like, suddenly yeah, behind them and the kills dad. Them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Her, yeah. her brother, that's Katie's brother-in-law. So the baby was the focus of that second one. Yes. Because the second one actually takes place while the first one is also going on. They take yeah, place like simultaneously, right. which is smart. It was that was pre- the whole trilogy. The whole it was satisfying. They were pretty well done yeah. for the most part. Well, so what? What was the big finale of the first one? That's the one where she is sleepwalking all the time, and then she goes downstairs, and he follows her downstairs, and there's that big racket, and then she throws his body at the camera. Oh, uh, I do remember that now. She kills her own husband, boyfriend, whatever. Yeah, yeah, less impressive in total but if anybody the, hasn't happened, seen these they now they have no point to see any of them because we've told them almost everything well, probably I, we mentioned spoilers so hopefully they jump forward past this point and are also at this, this point if you haven't seen it it's probably just not even worth it, is uh, it yeah there's a lot of horror movies have done similar things i feel i've been influenced by this and it's yeah. not gonna it's not gonna have the same impact that it did when it came oh, out. oh no it was huge when yeah. it came out because i mean like the whole like found footage or like security yeah. camera footage horror that like, wasn't a thing nailed then, it and yeah then it was again it well right. but i mean that was even brought back because blair witch did it first oh yeah yeah uh, in a in a different way but yes yeah, yeah it's similar yeah that was the revival of that and then it died again so. Well, I mean, Paranormal Activity killed it when they made a movie every <laughs> year, yeah, pretty much. They did great. Just crazy for low-budget horror. But money, yeah, so money, money, money. That's back what they to did A Quiet Place. Yes, this is definitely a high-quality, low-budget horror movie. Most mm-hmm. of it taking place within like 200, 300 yards of a house. Pretty simple One sets. house yeah. in the woods. So, um, A directorial debut for John Krasinski, too. Uh, yeah okay cool really well done um to me the biggest influence that you can see is m night Shyamalan. i thought for sure that that was yes or or cloverfield it seems a lot like a cloverfield movie to me well with the way i that, did with the way the creatures are handled and the action that seems a lot more cloverfield i'm pretty sure i read that at one point the studio i guess it's the same studio that does those movies too they actually weighed making this a quote-unquote cloverfield movie without it well, yeah, Cloverfield is Clover- anthology yeah. now, so it's just like people uh, they try weighed- and say that it's one big thing, but it's not. I went on a rant about this, I think. Yes, we already we already went through that. We don't have to do it again. No, we don't. But, <laughs> um, but this anyways, been, they did weigh doing that. Yeah, this is as good as 10 Cloverfield Lane, in my opinion. This is up there with like the really good recent kind of like alien sci-fi uh, movies. But this one was good because, and I kind of think that it does what M. Night Shyamalan used to do really well, which is a very um, intense... Um, tense 
movie that's pretty simple. You have kind of a simple storyline that's going on, but you mm-hmm. have decent, you did spend a decent time developing characters that you care about and you're invested in and you put them in a very intense situation. The movie's not particularly long, really. No. Even though and it feels it feels like a lot happens. It doesn't ever feel rushed, but it feels like a lot happens. And, and it doesn't ever seem, drag either. Yeah, I feel like it's just it just seems like you got more than an hour and a half of content in an hour and a half is how I felt about it. Well, and it never, I mean, especially with A Quiet Place, which this is kind of different from M. Night Shyamalan movies because I remember watching most of those for the first time and those would get really intense and it would kind of get to a moment when you knew that you could relax a little bit and then it would you would tense back up again. This Quiet Place does not drop it at all no. through the entire 90 minutes. You are literally terrified for there to be any noise made anywhere because you know that the monster will come out in about three seconds and eat someone. Yeah, I know. And then kids drop constantly drop candy or spill drinks in the theater and it's completely silent. I will say that that was, I didn't even think about that because I thought this is a movie you have to see in a theater because it's going to be so intense. I actually think that that was not necessarily great. This would be a great movie to watch theater. Yeah. An empty theater would be fine, but this is going to hold up if you haven't seen it when you like get it and take it home because the only sounds that will be allowed are sounds that you make or somebody in your house makes and you can yell at that person if they're making noise in your house. And you could scare yourself with making noise probably. But yeah, no, it would be a great home like theater friend theater movie. We had a couple of people moving around an entire group of people who got there late then decided they needed yeah, to they t- have walked an extensive up to the top conversation row and then walked to the bottom <laughs> row and then like just sit down they were sitting at the front because God. it was pretty crowded they walked all the way up and were talking about where they were going to sit and then they walked all the way back down to the same seats they came from i was heated i was heated i was a little this. annoyed yeah it was right at the beginning too when there is a pretty important scene at the beginning yeah yeah and then somebody did spill their candy which i thought was that was kind of funny yeah. to me. and someone spilled <laughs> did you hear someone spill a drink someone definitely spilled liquid everywhere and i like heard it like running <laughs> i was just like too much too much okay. i can never uh, there will never be anything as bad as I never put anything on the floor in the movie theater a because it's completely dis- the floor is completely disgusting oh, in the first place and on top of that, <laughs> you could somebody could spill something all the time. I'm really paranoid about that when I go to TPAC, which is where we I go to see the Broadway shows when they're touring. The Tennessee Performing Arts Center. Yes, because one time we were watching Lion King and our seats were on the middle. We were in the tier, which is below the balcony. And we were sitting right where the balcony kind of ends. And, and someone threw up. <laughs> no, oh. but in the middle of Can You Feel the Love Tonight, it's really slow and like there's this really like nice romantic. I was actually falling asleep. There are people swinging on these things above us. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm falling asleep because it was kind of slow at that point. There had been like three ballads in a row. So I was really struggling. This cup drops right in the no middle of, right between me and our friend's mom who was there with me drops right in between the two of us fortunately it landed like top up so nothing spilled on us and it was mostly empty it literally fell from the sky and i was like oh my goodness what's going on <laughs> yeah i can't believe it didn't spill and it landed up well That's i think wild. it was empty but oh, okay. it's different. but it did land straight up i mean they just like pushed it off and it just <laughs> flopped right there on our laps <laughs> that's amazing okay um yeah so anything else to say about quiet place <laughs> well yeah ev- i think 
everyone should go see it, but try and see it towards the end of its run and try and see it at a time where there won't be a lot of people in the theater. That's what I suggest. If you want to get the most out of it, because it does, I mean, silence plays such a big role in the way you experience the movie that if it can be totally silent and you're not distracted, you will be more immersed. I felt like there were a couple uh, horror film Easter egg visual cues that were kind of in there too, which was nice. Oh yeah. Definitely. Like like there was an alien. alien. Yeah. I, as soon as you said that, I agreed heavily. There was one, I think it had to do with the door. I think there was a door. It was kind of the, the searchers, door. you know, and it's kind of oh, the one from Inglorious Bastards yeah. and searchers. I saw something and, like that at some yeah. point. Yeah. Um, but which that's not really a horror movie, but it's very iconic. It's always an iconic yeah. shot. That and we didn't use. even go over the plot, but what the plot briefly is, is an alien invasion has occurred and they, the aliens are blind, but they can hear they have super hearing. They have super hearing. So if you're, if you make a noise, literally any noise, like these people have laid sand everywhere they walk. It's a small family of four, two parents, two kids. And um, they have to avoid making any sound and live their life. Basically any sound. They communicate with sign language. Which I think was supposed to be convenient because the daughter is deaf. So I'm assuming yes. they already knew that before the invasion happened to some yes. extent. Yes. I don't think they learned it for this, which I actually wondered. But if their daughter was deaf before the invasion there happened. Were, I will say that the only thing that I which it's not even really much of a critique, but it was convenient that a, that their daughter had was deaf. So I'm assuming they already knew sign language. It was also convenient that they were like farmers and could grow their own food because in other situations, people would be dead, dead without being able to grow their own food. Yes. It never explained, I guess they had already lived there and that was their house beforehand. Oh yeah. 100%. I thought 100% that was what it was. Yeah. I mean, definitely convenient. Which is sort of an, it was sort of a rural area of like sort of the North, the Northeast, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, um, before we get, but any I don't further, really want to critique any more of it because it could ruin some of the movie parts. Yeah. So. Um, just, um, but it's really good. It's a good movie. Uh, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to say, cause there's like one glaring plot hole and I think you're thinking of the same one that I am not plot hole, but like serious convenience in the plot, uh, towards the middle Mine of the movie. Mine just has to do with how much or like how far away the monsters can be that can they can hear you yeah they don't actually deal with that they just leave it vague so that the horror like the tension element is mm-hmm. constantly around which oh yeah is whatever because at some point it's kind of i mean obviously the monsters can hear and obviously there are sounds naturally the world has yeah. natural sounds in it yeah i was talking about this after the movie like there are so many bugs and animals mm-hmm. and like these monsters would just lose their minds they wouldn't be able yeah. to like pick out the sound that is the human sound and only exactly. need to go after or that even, one and then it's even like they're inside at like if they're down in their bunker they're terrified to make noise in their bunker but theoretically unless that at some point it never it never resolves how far away that how like how can the monsters hearing be so well that supposedly miles and miles and miles away it can hear them in yeah. their bunker making noise well, I don't yeah I don't I think that the thing is is that miles. they don't know where the monsters are at any given yes. time is the problem. Yeah and it seemed they knew how many were in their general vicinity and they never referenced like what their general vicinity was but I assume that means the monsters don't like migrate 
like they ended up in a spot and they're pretty much in that spot in this range they have really good hearing so they know they will be heard in this area based on where the monsters are but i'm at that point i'm inventing elements well, that weren't i mean given. and really any horror movie or any a sci-fi sort of yeah. thing there's a little suspension of disbelief but yeah it's pretty well done pretty i thought it's pretty uh it's pretty it keeps itself pretty in intact i'm trying to consistent it's pretty consistent there's yes. not any huge like obviously if we delved into the science of the whole thing you can kind of poke a little well, hole yes. here or there but across the board it's pretty consistent yeah the only thing that i thought was inconsistent and i won't say exactly what it is but i'll reference it so you know what i'm talking about is the speed of events that happen in the fireworks scene with um with the mother Oh, one hundred percent. A little, a little. <laughs> I was like, just, "Dang!" Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure. I'm no. I'm no doctor, but I would say that <laughs> I'm not sure of the timeline in that in that one. Also, event. I was like, "Well, that was real convenient that the son was like, all right, hopefully it's gonna happen during this time.'" Yeah, there. That was a small window, so like yeah. thinking about it, I just don't. I don't really know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, suspension of disbelief here. So. I give this movie 10 super sonic hearing aliens out of 10 out of 10. Yeah. I, I mean, I, for what it is, I guess, I guess if I, if I'm rating it on how much I liked it for a horror movie in the theater, especially that I've seen this year out of the movies that I've seen that we've seen in theaters. Honestly, I like this more than most of what we've seen and most of what we've seen. Some, a lot of the more like Oscar nominated this or that, but, yeah, people were saying, I've read a couple articles where people think that it could kind of break through. I don't see that. It's it's no. perfectly well done. It's, it's actually not, be... not super well directed at times, in my opinion. Like, it felt I mean, amateur. It's definitely, I mean, it's definitely a new director yeah. who's not well-versed in doing... But I yeah. thought it was really good. My, my only thing is that, to me, the characters are well... They're pretty well done. They're pretty basic which isn't a bad thing because that's not the point of the movie necessarily either. Yeah. But if I, my thoughts just keep coming back to M night Shyamalan movies. And to me, there is a difference between this and M night Shyamalan ones because characters play such an important part in the M night movies Yeah. that for instance, I watch signs knowing what happens at the end of signs, but because there's character scenes and there's sort of a, there's theming that goes beyond whether or not these people will survive the situation they're in that keeps me watching signs over and over again. And it keeps me watching Sixth Sense and the M night movies, the early really good M night movies. That's what keeps me watching those. I feel like if I go back to watch a quiet place again, knowing what happens in the end, I don't know if there's enough good quality content that will keep yeah. me watching it more than once or twice yeah it's almost yeah it's a movie i could i can agree that there are things about the characters the for one the lack of emotional development in a lot of ways it's just like it's like they're in a constant action scene so there's yes. no room to develop the characters emotionally like they do i mean there is some development like it's not completely no, yeah it's not completely devoid of in it. that element but it yeah it doesn't it doesn't give itself time or space to really do a lot of that. And the characters don't talk most of right. the time, which is another well, I mean, like, and that's why thing you have to overcome. That's really why it doesn't, you can't hardly. Yeah. It does a good job developing them with the fact that there's basically no dialogue in the movie 
and there's no chance to develop a lot of them because of that yes and um i'm gonna say some of the yeah i think some of the stuff i guess some of the way the characters are portrayed is like overly simplified or on the nose in my opinion so it doesn't like I think M. Night Shyamalan is definitely better at like creating complex and realistic seeming characters. Like the mm-hmm. one thing I'm going to reference is like the dad has that stupid whiteboard that has the monster elements on it so that the daughter yeah. can like see them later on in the movie. Well, and but it's, it's like, it doesn't, who would, what kind of no idiot would write these yeah, really that, basic facts oh, yeah, on a whiteboard? It's I like, that too. it's so heavy. I kind of rolled that, my eyes about yeah, that. It's rough, but you know, other than that stuff, I do agree that I, I'm still going to give it a 10 out of 10 for I mean, my watching experience. Out, oh, theater. watching experience. Yeah, it was high. Yeah, but I, mean, but I think if we, like, if you look at this as a graph over time, which I probably should be doing, it is more like a 7 or an 8 out of 10 because I, think it's a solid I don't think eight, going yeah. back to it, it will have the same impact that it does the first time you see it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So, well, we spent a long time talking about that movie, yeah, I, I think. I, you know, it's actually, it's different, you know, it's different yeah, than what we've but it's been a seeing. Good, it's a good discussion to have. And hopefully people yeah. had seen it before they listened to it. Cause we didn't give everything away, we didn't but give we talked away a lot about nearly it. Nearly enough. We could or have spoiled we could way have. more. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, based on what we just said, I don't feel like I would know very much about the movie at all, honestly. Cause we, we, I mean, we kind of undercut like a lot of important like elements. Like yeah, we yeah, just yeah. talked about it at a very basic overview. So that's good. That's good. Well, that's a good overview. When we do a goats again, I don't know if you'll agree, but I have to do an M night. Mm. I have to do signs like at some point. I, think, I hate that you've already seen it because signs is absolutely one of my favorite movies too. Yeah. Signs is really good. I'm, I'm totally fine with doing signs. Cause I would, I would like to go back through and, you know, look at more of the elements of signs. So oh, I love signs. It's so good. Yeah. And I haven't, like, I'll fight people who say that six Sense is better. I think signs is better. But. Uh, unbreakable. Come on. Oh, unbreakable is good, but I'm and lady in the water. Fan. The underrated. Just don't start arguing about lady in the water. Cause people will fight you for sure about that. I don't, I, just the hate is How so about, undeserved. Oh, I just saw that where at CinemaCon they showed stuff from Glass. Is that his neck? That's the, that's the Unbreakable slash oh, spoiler the alert. Super sequel. Yeah. I think it's a I don't sequel think it's to a spoiler, Unbreakable really. and, um, and uh, Split. Split. Yeah. Which yes. Split was fine. I don't know. Yeah, I, uh, I expected I more out of Split based on what Split. I had heard about Split. That's but, how I felt about it too. Yeah, I'm not sure how it got so much. It hype. was intense though too. It was pretty good. It was, it was, you know, it was just fine. Yeah, that's how I felt about it too. It wasn't as good as Unbreakable or Signs or Sixth Sense. Okay, yeah, moving on. (laughs) The M. Night Shyamalan I keep bringing up CinemaCon because it's like a big deal. We're getting all this fun stuff out of it. Yeah, MCU could have been M. Night Shyamalan Cinematic Universe. I don't get it. That's MCU is our current series, Isaac. I know. I mean, I get that. I was trying to figure out how you got MCU, oh, but you just said M. M. Night, Night Cinematic <laughs> Universe. So all you did was replace the M. Okay. Yeah, it could be a lot of things. All right. Well, all right. that was good. Let's move on to our trailer watch. How all about right. That? Every week you hear sound. And we watch a trailer. So continuing with, with the superhero, superhero theme. theme. Yeah. yeah. We did. Did we review the first Venom trailer? 
No, we saw it at a movie, I think, though. Okay, well... But that wasn't even a full trailer. Teaser. It was a teaser. I think we might have done the teaser trailer on this No, show. we didn't. We saw it at Black Panther. Okay, we didn't. We didn't. I'm lying. But we are now about to jump into the Venom trailer the number trailer. one. Yeah, Not this, even superhero, super villain. This... Is this a Marvel movie? I think it is. Like, it's it belongs in the MCU? I don't know about that. We are going I'd, to... Actually, I know because I've read this... I've read the Marvel Cinematic Universe Wikipedia nice. <laughs> article so many times because of this series that it's actually not really included in that. Okay, so... Now, I do think that this is a Marvel-produced movie. This and is a the Disney, same people like, that Disney are in charge Marvel. of... Yeah. Okay. But they're not including it in Cinematic Universe. And this is R-rated, correct? It's supposed to be, yeah. That's what I heard. That's pretty interesting all right uh yeah cool well we are gonna jump into it if you're driving which really please don't deadpool watch is it theoretically also in that and it's rated r also. well i thought deadpool was done by someone that wasn't disney i'm sure that disney put it through a deadpool is an Fox alternative or studio because huh. i don't know i don't know because i didn't pay attention but yeah maybe we'll read a little bit about that before we jump back in here but if you're driving don't stop if you're not driving head to movie clips trailers on youtube and pull up the venom trailer number one and uh yeah we are gonna watch it so we'll play a little bit of music and when we come back we'll have a, a brief review All right, we are back. We just watched the Venom trailer number one. Isaac, what do you think? Mm, I wasn't really impressed. Uh, yeah, me either. It started off strong, and then I feel like it fell off towards the end, and I started getting uh, bored. Might be the right word. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't see. I just honestly, I have Tom Hardy is fine, but I'm not. I don't think he's really that. Yeah, this is... He doesn't command that much attention from me. He does really nicely in side roles, but I don't think that he really commands a yeah. lead. Also, this is like a... This is definitely a different role than what I'm used to seeing him in. He's not just like a tough, simple character that like has a cool accent and that's all he's good yeah. for is like fighting people mostly. Like this yeah. is him trying to... So what we just saw to review the plot so that everyone understands what we're talking about is... Tom Hardy is dating a girl who works for a guy who is like a mad scientist, rich person that does weird experiments. Yeah. That's who plays him. And, um, Tom Hardy is a reporter and they, there's rumors that this guy, this mad scientist experiment guy, rich guy, he, um, what's his actor's name? Riz Ahmed. Riz Ahmed. He's from the night of on HBO, a really good miniseries there are rumors that he um, experiments on people and kills them when they're vulnerable. I guess people that are vulnerable, he takes them and does experiments and it kills them. Tom Hardy as a reporter asks him that question. They kick him out. Then one of the scientists we see approaches Tom Hardy at a and supermarket tries show him. and tries to show it to him. And he goes and sees these people and they're all, they're messed up. So they have something called a symbiote inside of him, which What's the actor's name? Riz Ahmed. Riz Ahmed. So Riz Ahmed has decided that symbiotes, which are messing people up and turning them into like horror movie Monster caricatures. Things. Yeah. Um, he's decided that's the key to human evolution. So Tom Hardy goes in there to get a closer look and guess what? He gets the bug and thus we have venom 
and um then they come after it and it seems like most of the movie is the mad scientist guy chasing him down because it seems like tom hardy is one of the first people to actually like properly be able to handle the symbiote to some extent with yeah it. so he's matching the evolution and now tom hardy hears voices in his head and that's venom so he's technically two people in one tom hardy controls himself but venom can also control him and you have that internal conflict and tom hardy is not a big tough guy he's a little bit of a softy reporter it seems like that ends up with this like he's not even you know he's like even like worried about the uh, the violence that he's con- inflicting on people that are coming to get him seemed like but that's the trailer he drives a motorcycle stuff blows up at some point you actually see this cgi version of venom at the end that doesn't look good Mm, i don't think it looks good yeah and um so now that you have the plot if you didn't see it and we know that venom is this is pitching venom as an anti-hero when we know that venom is a villain in other uh sort of franchises i've always thought of venom as a villain I don't. Yeah, so I don't know what they're trying to do here. Then with that, yeah, it could be different. It is. We we talked about this before the trailer. It says in association with Marvel. So I think so someone not, is yeah. using Venom and not Marvel making okay, a Venom movie. Also, what about that movie though? We were just talking about how it's supposed to be rated R. What about that movie? Screams R rated to you? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. To nothing me worth either. it. So I bet it comes down to PG thirteen for sure. I mean, I'm sure that they're probably pretty afraid because the thing about again if you're gonna do something r-rated like a superhero movie you have to go all the way like kind of like deadpool does you know what i mean yeah deadpool is violent it's uh graphic in some ways it's sexual it has language but there was nothing in this venom trailer that even made it look like it was rated r if you just shown me this trailer to set out it's pg-13 or pg honestly no, I mean, okay there's a little bit of violence and stuff if every if every marvel other if every other marvel movie is rated pg-13 then this is pg-13 yeah too. just for the true. you know action violence and a little bit of horror elements that are in there yeah yeah so in the comics i'm pretty sure venom was created it was also a reporter so there is they're following that to an extent but the reporter was like chasing spider-man and is constantly interested mm-hmm. in spider-man and yeah. I think like when he's following Spider-Man at some point, like Spider-Man has, Oh yeah. There was a point where um, I think it's called um, they go to battle planet or something. All the superheroes get moved to this giant like planet where they fight for just the right to survive. It's like a gladiator style arena where like these gods in the universe have like just pinned them all together and Spider-Man loses his suit and he ends up getting this suit through some machine on this like battle universe planet. Mm, I'm not. And then he comes back with it and he throws the suit away because he realizes it's evil. And the reporter is following him and Um, finds it or it lands on him and he gets infected with it. And that's something like that kind of happened in Spider-Man three. I think I only saw Spider-Man three once. Okay. Venom was in that. I think it was Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal was the main. No, no, you're right. I guess you're right. But Man, there was something about a suit that got thrown away yeah. and then Jake Gyllenhaal put it on and yeah. became Venom. Yeah. I don't know. It's, Spider-Man 3 Speaking is not anything of, we should discuss extensively. No, yeah, agreed. <laughs> Speaking of Spider-Man, he's not in this movie. And what is Venom without Spider-Man? In my opinion, not very much. So I'm not that excited about this. Yeah, that thing. was kind of a dud, I feel like. Yeah, it's just he's a good... Um, I feel like he's a good 
what's the word i'm looking for foil to spider-man yeah that's an interesting aspect too yeah and so without that foil it's just like a, i mean it's a bad guy running around with a guy that doesn't want to be a bad guy which except for this movie maybe trying to just maybe they're trying to rewrite the whole venom story maybe it's supposed to be an anti-hero it's yeah that they, they could change the whole thing and i could see that being possible but then again it's definitely not directly connected to the cinematic universe it doesn't seem like nope. so we'll not see um i currently give this uh, I'm on the fence. This, so I'm fine, on the whatever. fence. I would go see this. I'm not. Okay. This is how I normally do this. It's not a rating. It's a, would you go see oh, it or not in the theater? Excuse and me. And I would, I'm not for sure. And I'm not saying no, I'm on the fence. Okay. Well, it's coming out in October and I bet I'll have a lot of other things to go see in October. Yeah. I mean, you're going to say no, right? I, would, I mean, I, would think I you probably no. won't be seeing that. Yeah. Okay. Fair. And that's oh, it for this uh, trailer watch. Yeah, you didn't mention Super Troopers 2, though, and then this oh, week at the movies. I'll bring that up next week. Okay. I saw Super Troopers 2, and it was funny, and you should go see it if you like funny movies. But we'll talk about that next week again. Next week is an entire This Week at the Movies episode. Oh, you're right. I can't even... Oh, we're kind of in the middle here. Um, Just give us five sentences about super troopers two okay um super troopers two the uh troopers um they you don't have to tell us the plot just tell us what you thought about it oh well <laughs> the u.s annexes a small portion of canada and they're the experimental the officers the plot. yes it's still that have to go up and like hold the area while the transition takes place one more sentence and there are a bunch of mounties and canadians that don't want them there and they end up finding out that drugs are trying to be trafficked as the border changes so that they're already in the united states and they have to uncover that whole thing so okay but if that's the end of your discussion about it i still don't know whether i should go see that movie or not because all you did was tell me what the plot well was. i'm not done jeez i said five sentences you were the one who didn't want to get into it i was that trying was to give you a window to quickly tell now them i could do five that. sentences of it was really good there's lots of canada versus america humor there's um uh, i don't know lots of it's it's just like the first one it's literally the same plot as the first one almost like to it to a t and um i don't know the acting is really good the humor hits really well the um the special effects that they do are good it's um it's lighthearted. it's enjoyable it's it's not going to blow you away but it was a crowdfunded movie which is interesting and is already more successful than the first one i think yep. you said yeah and i mean that's about it go see it if you are into adult there's a lot of i mean <laughs> there's a lot of like i guess 420 humor mm-hmm. it came out on came 420. out on 420 there's a lot of um we know what you mean by that. Yeah, it's it's a it's a drug humor movie kind it's of a like stoner pothead. comedy. Yes, that's what I'm looking for. Okay, so it's a stoner comedy, and it is very good, and it's not for everyone, but you'll know if it's for you, and if it is, you will very much enjoy it, and it maintained the quality, which surprised me. Great. Yeah, okay. that was brief. There we go. Thank you. Okay, so now we can move on to the um, you know the the pork of the episode <laughs> just gonna find new uh food substitutes for the uh the main entree we are here to talk about captain america civil war mm-hmm. this is not avengers civil war even though you could call it that it might as well be it's an avengers movie all in name and the fact that thor and 
who else wasn't in it? Thor oh, was gone. Hulk, and Hulk was gone. Hulk yeah. wasn't in it. Yeah, as we noted at the end Which, of... Which, to me, I was like, mm, I don't feel like I'm missing anything out of this. Yeah, so. we noted at the end of Age of Ultron <laughs> last week that they were gone. That they yeah. did. Hulk was... He was still big and green, but he was in the little jet, and he booped the button, and so they didn't know where he was anymore as the jet flew away. And then Thor whipped his hammer up into space, so they were gone. So they're not in this movie. So let's start with um, the plot. Isaac, where are we at at the beginning of this? Um, so we're dealing with the effects from Avengers Age of Ultron when the, it's Sokovia. Sokovia? Yes. Um, so Sokovia was destroyed and lots of people died because of Ultron. Um, and so at the beginning, which really we're also missing it. There's an entire sequence at the beginning too, where sort of an Avengers team of Captain America, Iron Man, uh, Black Widow, uh, and Scarlet Witch and a couple other people too, I guess. Um, they sort of are trying to stop some, uh, villainous plot from happening and they end up killing a couple of people. And then, so that also exacerbates the fact that people around the world are already sort of, so the sort of the whole movie has sort of this theme of should the, this team of superheroes have some sort of oversight committee because a lot of what they're doing is, um, dangerous and it still kills people even if what they're doing is quote unquote the right thing to do or even if it's saving the world it's also costing the world because people are dying yeah so that's been an ongoing theme there's a couple of we've ongoing been leading themes. up to that for a while yeah, yeah i think we've mentioned every episode up to now but there's the theme of heroes causing unwarranted damage or innocent civilian lives. So damage to property, buildings, cities, and then also people. And the beginning of this movie, there's a small scene with Tony Stark where he's confronted by a woman whose son was killed in Sokovia during Age of Ultron. She meets him backstage as he's giving a talk to a bunch of kids to give out scholarships, right? And then she confronts him about, yeah, which, I mean, plays a big role in his mindset throughout the movie. But... Yes. Um, the well, other, and Tony feels bad because he built Ultron yeah. too. Yeah, he knows. He knows it's his fault. He didn't watch. So it's <laughs> like it's the, the Avengers' movie. fault, but it's super Tony Stark's fault. Yes. Which most of the stuff can be attributed to Tony Stark because he feels like he has to build all this super equipment and stuff. And yeah. if you don't can't already tell, I don't really like Tony Stark. He really annoys me most of the time. He is. Yeah, he's the problem in a lot of this. And. Well, other, that's what I guess makes it interesting is because he's also he's the solution, but he's also the problem half the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the other plot point that I was and saying Stark is, Industries and stuff. It wasn't even just that Tony started it either. His dad has been intertwined in this whole series from the beginning too, mm-hmm. which we also didn't talk about the opening scene in this, which is um, when in 1991, Winter Soldier stole some stuff out of a car. Yeah, so that is an ongoing theme. So this movie actually starts with a scene. You see a guy driving a motorcycle. I don't even think you can tell who it is at that point. Maybe you can see. We knew who it was. It's Bucky Barnes. We don't know who it was. It's the Winter Soldier. And he shoots a car's tires out on an empty highway, and the car wrecks, and he goes over, drives up, and opens the trunk, and you see four weird bluish bags that are in a nice suitcase. And you're not sure what they are, but this scene plays out multiple times throughout the movie. And as the movie progresses, you get a little more information about what's going on and how it relates to the present-day events. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah, but like, okay, before I we move on, the other plot point that I was trying to get to was, um, yeah, the tension between Tony Stark and Iron Man, up oh, to Jesus, Iron Man and Captain America has been building and building for all these movies. And this whole, like, the little we think that the Avengers should be regulated is the tipping point where they really start to butt heads 100%. It splits them. Yes, because now the UN wants to create this oversight committee. Yeah, decisions um, to lines, control the team. Lines basically. have to be drawn there, and they cannot agree. And there's like one really good scene where they talk about it in a boardroom somewhere. And Tony's trying to hand Iron. Tony is trying to hand Captain America a pen While to sign struggling. the document. I am struggling. I keep saying Tony and Iron Man because once I say it, I think of to- Tony Stark. But it's um. Yeah, so that's where we are, and that's what most of this movie covers is um, a, well, let's bring in Daniel Brühl. Yeah, um, so meanwhile, uh, they're, oh, so they're at their meeting at the UN, yes. and one of the main uh, co- countries that's involved, that wants to stop the uh, Avengers... Is or create an oversight committee is Wakanda, which our first introduction to the Black Panther. Yes, and so T'Challa's there because his dad T'Chaka is the king of Wakanda, and so interestingly, I didn't think about this till right this right hot second. Uh, the Wakandas must think they are hot stuff if they literally do not most of the time have anything to do with the rest of the world but then they're supposedly gonna shut down this avengers team real quickly aren't they um wait say that again wakanda doesn't really associate with the rest of the world no at this point no no but they think they're a farming country but then they sure do have an opinion about the avengers and whether or not they should be allowed to carry on what they're doing don't they yeah they're definitely trying to make a splash but at this i think um i'm fairly certain at this point wakanda has never spoken out as a nation before oh is that what the big deal is yeah it's really like people are surprised at the way they're carrying themselves and the fact that they're speaking at all because they've they've literally just been like separated from all world events and now they're coming in i'd be like who do these people think they are and playing a big role and yeah so we see this event going on and we meet the president t'chaka and then his son t'challa the prince of wakanda and T'Chaka is speaking at the event of the UN. And what happens? Anyways, before the documents can be signed by the UN to create the oversight committee, a bomb goes off. Oh, yeah. A big bomb right outside Kills the window. Kills T'Chaka. Yes. And a couple other people, too. Yes. And it's automatically set up that it's supposedly everybody thinks that the guy, the person that set off the bomb was Bucky Barnes, mm-hmm. Winter Soldier. He's framed. He got framed. because, And we know that from the get-go pretty yeah, early. You can tell that Bucky is... I mean, Bucky, at this point, is a good guy when he's himself, but you know that he can be well, yeah, we're gonna get. Yeah, we're yeah. going to get there. Go ahead. So, everybody's favorite villain, Daniel Brühl, shows Daniel up. Daniel <laughs> Brühl, which isn't his first time being seen, right? Wasn't he in the... Oh, no, that was in Black Panther that you saw him on the screen at the beginning of the movie, wasn't it? You remember they had all the like, okay, don't worry about it. Go ahead. Anyways, so Daniel Brühl is a bad guy and he frames uh, Bucky for the bombing and he gets away and um, Captain America. So the still the issue is that Tony Stark wants to 
follow what the UN wants them to do. Meanwhile, uh, Captain America wants to set the record straight and show that Bucky was not responsible for the bombing. Yes. Um, so he kind of helps Bucky escape. And then that creates a whole dynamic where, because T'Challa wants to kill Bucky because he thinks that Bucky was the one that set off the bomb. So Iron Man is attempting to bring Bucky and uh, Captain America in sort of to hold them accountable to the UN for this whole fiasco that's going on. Yeah. Um, and that's sort of, uh, then there's lots, there's lots of this going on. This is a big fight sequence and kind of chase sequence and a whole lot of that stuff goes on for a little bit there. Um, but so what happens again is the Daniel Brühl character, whose name is Helmut Zemo, by the way, um, he pretends to be a psychiatrist that goes down to interview Bucky and he has the secret code that if he tells it, if he recites it to Bucky, he can mind control him. Yeah. So he, uh, gets some information from activates Bucky. Him. Yeah. So he becomes the winter soldier again. Yes. He's no longer Bucky. And Daniel Brule's helmet, hell helmet, Zemet Zemo Zemo extracts information that relates to the event in 1991 that you've been mm-hmm. seeing clips of, you know, he's talking about that event, but you're not sure what that event was. He gets information. You as the audience don't hear it, but Daniel Brule gets the information, heads out, and then everyone deals with the carnage of the Winter Soldier going ham again. Yep. And um, so Captain America and the other people that are sort of working with him are trying to go and catch Zemo and prove that Bucky was not behind all of this stuff. Meanwhile, uh, Team Iron Man is trying to get captain america and barnes and bring them all in to the government so just real quickly who all's on team captain america the good team <laughs> oh um you've got uh falcon uh, falcon yeah captain yeah. america barnes yeah. technically uh, yeah hawkeye hawkeye yep and they bring in ant-man they bring in ant-man they also um they steal away um my girl oh scarlet witch is on there too yes yeah scarlet witch is on away from vision so not vision yeah that's right that's a whole side plot that we don't really have to delve into but and then i guess that's it i think that's yeah it's six and six so that's team captain america team iron man is surprisingly black widow natasha romanoff yeah i don't know she's sort of well she sort of hangs out in the middle like she doesn't really want to be fighting but she does believe that there should be some oversight because i think she has a lot of guilt about yeah, stuff I think she's just lost too. because Hulk is gone and she's in love with him too. Or they bring that up a bunch. And well, whatever. Nobody cares. She about wants that. to be the mediator, basically, and it's yes. easier to be on Tony's side to be the mediator because she knows she can talk with um, uh, Captain America. Yes, she knows. Yeah, she has some sway over Captain America. So she's actually yeah. on Team Iron Man. Uh, the other people on Team Iron Man are Vision. Yep, a good scene where Spider-Man um, comes War into Machine, play. And then T'Challa and... Spider-Man. Or, so Black Panther, time. which it's revealed that T'Challa is Black Panther. Yeah, that and, happened earlier. Um, Spider-Man too. Yep. So this movie also, not only does it introduce Black Panther, but it also introduces Spider-Man, which... To me, that part of the movie is kind of weak because it's pretty heavy-handed in terms yeah, of introducing those two characters. I mean, at least the Black Panther has more of a storyline 
in terms of like an organic way of bringing him in or a more organic yeah, way. It's like a giant Versus family guy cutaway that doesn't really fit the Spider-Man part. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Tony Stark's like, Oh, I can use somebody else for my team. I know about this person. Let's go get him. And then yeah. they just bring Spider-Man in to do it. Yeah. It's very, it's, it's, it's poor. It's weak. It's pretty. It is it's probably the weak. flimsiest part of this movie altogether. Yeah. And like, then we spend a whole lot of time on it too. Yeah, it's too long. It's got long. a pretty it's big chunk really of the movie. Long. Yeah, they didn't spend nearly as much time introducing Black Panther, and he's naturally inserted into the oh, plot, yeah. which is like just absurd, kind of. But yeah, it yeah, is, definitely but. the weakest part of the movie. But okay, so lines are drawn, and then we're gonna fight. Okay, wh- where does this go down? At an airport. Why? Because I think people are trying to leave the airport, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So they figure out where their flight is or something, right? I no. d- I kind of I why didn't are they understand. I don't remember. You know why they're fighting in an airport? Because that was a real easy set for Disney to get because a hold. Because <laughs> you need yeah you need to be able to do big open shots where uh-huh. you can see all the characters fighting, which happens very well in this scene. It's a cool scene. Yeah, I mean it was a good fight, but it is it is I will say that part it felt pretty long to me it's a long fight for knowing that nobody's gonna kill anybody else because they're yeah. theoretically all still on the same team yeah it's just kind of like flexing some action to, yeah for the sake of flexing action it's a little bit like a fan civil war yeah they're like oh look at all these people and they're fighting each other yeah but yeah. N- meanwhile you know that none of them are gonna kill each other because now they definitely is... could have put more time into the end of the movie in my opinion also yeah so i keep agree going. So they fight and nothing happens. They kind of, well, they fight because, well, what's his face? War machine. War machine. So vision accidentally sort of, he's trying to hit his own teammate. He's trying to hit Falcon Falcon. and Falcon, who is a super good flyer. Yeah. Like dodges it and it accidentally hits war machine. And so war machine falls to the earth and actually does get injured. That sort of ends the fight because people are really worried about him. But also that's at the same time that Natasha lets Barnes and, captain america go yeah because and they're stops go. black panther like knowingly like plays in black panther away from yeah but black panther still them. follows them yeah um anyways so that sort of ends that so that sort of ends the civil war portion for the most part except for captain so captain america and barnes follow zemo to the old hydra place yep which has five winter soldiers in cryogenic freeze mm-hmm. like Bucky usually is. Yep. Um, but Zemo kills them all. That's kind of a well, side plot that you, doesn't really yeah. matter. So what happens, this is also what happens is they arrive there and Iron Man makes a truce. Iron Man follows them there yeah. and makes a truce with uh, Captain America and everyone that he's going to work with them to like uh, stop to Zemo. stop Zemo. Yeah. yeah. Because he, he realizes the air of his ways after seeing his friend get hurt in some manner. Mm-hmm. I can't remember how, but they go in and Zemo gives a big speech. Well, and we, I think that, I think there's real, they have real evidence that Zemo is the yeah, one who did yeah, it. Yeah. Tony Stark finds evidence that Zemo did it. And so he feels like, guilty because he was trying to yeah he wants to apologize and make things right and he's not he's not totally like on their side but they're working together they're at truce level and so they all go in we here we should be worried about bucky steve rogers and tony stark those are our three Mm -hmm. important characters so they all go in zemo is i think on a screen like he's skyping into the room that they're in right i don't really remember this part anyway so they all get in there and Zemo talks to them and tells them that he has 
killed the super soldiers that are in this room. Which he did do too. He did do, which is surprising. Plot twist. Yeah, and you then, thought that he was gonna you thought he was going there to unleash them. Then he talks to Tony and makes Tony watch a video and is talking he's saying all this just like vague like stuff about the world and he's mad because his family died in Sokovia. in Sokovia and superheroes don't care about anyone and like do you really know who you're hanging out with and like who's on your team because he obviously like doesn't like them and wants them to uh wants them to disband and so he shows a video to Tony Stark of that scene in 1991 with Bucky Barnes where he finds, he stops the car, he shoots the car, the first scene in the movie that we talked about, shoots the car off and pulls some serums out of the trunk. Turns out those are the serums that were used to make the other super soldiers. And even though Zemo had killed those other super soldiers, this security camera footage that we see reveals officially that it is Bucky Barnes driving that motorcycle. And it reveals that Howard Stark, so Tony's parents, Howard Stark and Mrs. Stark were driving the vehicle and uh, they are brutally murdered at that moment by Bucky Barnes. By the Winter Soldier, really. Yes, by the Winter Soldier, not Bucky Barnes. And Bucky Barnes, I mean, has no idea that he had even committed this crime. Steve Rogers, I think, but is somehow, somehow I never, aware. I never really understood this, but apparently Captain America did know that. Yeah, so there was some awareness, but no one had really acknowledged it. And so now Tony Stark, who was at truce level, has... Is not anymore yeah welcome back to civil war so now <laughs> civil war x2 like the revenge electric boogaloo is happening and tony stark is trying to get at bucky barnes and steve rogers is trying to stop him and a pretty sweet fight goes down by yeah. far the best fight in civil war and a pretty a pretty good fight in general a lot of the action in this movie is pretty good yeah it's, it's definitely good action and um you know they fight and uh no one dies. Nope. <laughs> um, Bucky's arm gets ripped off, and yeah. uh, but Captain America dismantles Iron Man's armor, mm-hmm. and so uh, essentially Captain America and Bucky Barnes leave, and Captain America leaves his shield very dramatically behind. Yeah. So they've officially they're not they're not friends at this point. They have not. They no. Have not they did made not up. bury the hatchet. The Civil War. So what we thought was the Civil War not disbanding, as we made it sound about five minutes ago, maybe. Uh, they're disbanded. Civil War yep. took its toll, and they're not together as the Avengers currently. There are two Avenger teams. Basically. Um, and a lot of everybody from Captain America's team was in jail. Yes after the fight but he actually gets them out portion. at the end well yeah i was getting there oh i spoiler anyways yes ultimately captain america oh, after before we get there zemo tried i to was poison about to, i'm oh, trying to you, get there okay, go for it poisoned what himself oh what yes zemo tries to kill himself but t'challa had followed them to the lair for hydra so black panther prevents zemo from killing himself because zemo felt like his mission was accomplished and so he wanted to die yeah and black panther wanted to take him in because he was the yes, reason because that he was the reason that all that happened um so that's really basically the end of it it kind of leaves with an open-ended ending because uh we haven't resolved the civil war but yeah most of the avengers were in jail after the airport battle sequence but captain america gets them out i don't he busts them out but somebody helps him they break him out of prison um i thought it was this was a post-credit scene it might have been romanov i don't think it was though oh really no 
The oh. post credit scene have Bucky going back into cryogenic oh, freeze right. because he's afraid that because people can control him with the uh, sequence. Yeah, it's irrelevant how it happens. It happens. And I think that there's a Spider-Man post credit scene. There is the other Spider-Man. The other post credit scene is a Spider-Man. Spider-Man. That completely wasted scene. That I was like, I thought this was yeah, dumb. Kind of irrelevant. So, anyways, ultimately, so no Avengers are in jail, but there's still lots of tension on our favorite superhero team at the end of Civil War. Yeah, and this is um, this goes straight into I think Infinity War. Right, we're we're here. This is this is the last major. Um, I mean, there are little plot developments around. There are this, other movies in between, but but none that deal directly with this plot. I don't think. No, not really. Like because you've got Thor, I mean, way well, up we don't on know. Thor land yeah, because well, space. Thor Rangarok doesn't have any of these people in it because it has no. It has all the other characters that are going to be back for Avengers, basically. Yes. And we had other movies. I think Guardians Two came out after Civil War. Okay, that has nothing. But to that do doesn't with have this. anything to do with this. Neither does Doctor Strange. No, not even close. All of these, all these movies have to do, and Black Panther doesn't really either. All those movies have to do with what's going to happen in Infinity War, but not specifically the storyline that was set up in captain america civil war yeah so this is the last most so now i feel like we haven't really gotten we basically gave them a plot summary of this movie but we didn't have a lot of discussion because most of our discussion through this series has been about the infinity stones and that sort of thing but this movie doesn't really have yeah it didn't contain any of them and didn't even really have that good of a story anyways like i think we were talking about this yeah so the zemo not really a bad guy like definitely a bad guy he and was like, he wants to the, he wants to kill the people avengers. well no he cause. just literally just wanted to cause the avengers strife and break them up and then kill himself that was his whole point because his family yeah. was already dead so he was just a he was a man with one purpose left before he let go and it wasn't even to harm them as much as it was just to break them up i guess it would he would have yeah. been fine if they killed each other but he literally just his well, sole mission I do was think, to I do reveal think their... he wanted them to kill each other too because he killed the Winter Soldier people that were in cryogenic freeze. And theoretically, those were superheroes in weight. I to mean, some or, extent, super or super villains. Yeah. So, I mean, weren't they? I think they were They were training with Winter Soldier, though, when yeah, he was a they villain. Show so a they scene were villains, I would think. So he's kind of, honestly kind of a hero in the fact that he probably well, killed I was thinking six about super that. villains. I mean, and theoretically, what you were saying, too, he's not really a bad guy because he's a bad guy in the sense that we watch these movies with the obvious thought process that the Avengers are good people yeah, who are trying to do good for the world, yeah. and we like them. So obviously anybody who's causing something against our favorites is bad quote unquote yes but really the morale the morality lines here are a little gray yeah which they've been i mean they've been making it throughout these i guess um mainline marvel movies that we have uh, talked about they've done they've taken special care to make sure that the morality lines are gray so that there's not necessarily such a defined good and evil within this whole universe it's just more so like things happen like it's a little more realistic than what the comic books made it out to be well some portions of them are yes. the avengers movies themselves are pretty these are the good guys and those are the bad guys. Yeah, actually. And right. with it's more the Captain villains. America movies that do it better. Yes, the Captain America ones are a little well, not really the first Captain America one, but more yeah, like uh, Winter Soldier and but even Winter Soldier really wasn't either. There were some pretty I mean, 
shield people hydra shield people who were literally trying to kill a bunch of people yeah it more so yeah more so introduced the concept and then this Mm -hmm. movie definitely like hammered it home yeah but i mean looking to infinity war i'm pretty sure thanos is a pretty bad dude with it's gonna be ideas about destruction so yeah, that this little side theme of like gray area of morality will be completely thrown out the window <laughs> because it'll be like should humanity die or not so that's that's pretty much where we'll get so yeah um as far as discussion goes i mean it just yeah well we got rid of two people that i don't i mean thor and hulk are fine i don't have any real uh connection to I them i, I just like them. i guess i like the captain america story the best and i like captain america kind of the best he's my favorite one and i really kind of well maybe it's just that i think that the story is interesting i think the bucky barnes winter soldier story is interesting i don't know if that means i like bucky barnes or i don't dislike him i'm not really sure in terms i just of that, think yeah he has what is the most unique situation so it's just it's just a little more interesting to like care about him and like you want to figure out who he really is and you want him to overcome this yeah so he can actually be himself like he's like it's a terrible situation you feel bad for the guy oh yeah 100 percent. you know um but i mean natasha's in it and i like black widow natasha so yeah, I just I just wish and I just think Scarlet Witch was handled better. I don't like care. In this movie I realized how much I like didn't really care about Scarlet Witch's situation. I just think that she deserves she it it's because every time we've seen her she's in a movie with so many people that you can't really devote. Yeah. Well, that's that's I'm saying you can't devote any time to her because there's so many people, which is kind of BS because we spent enough time with Spider-Man in this one, yeah, ep- I know in this he got one movie so much time. that we never, but we kind of got that in the last one. We got her backstory. The thing that we don't, but it was divided I, between and her and her brother. Like, well, and we don't really know who she is kind of. Yeah. So maybe we'll get that sometime. That would be, I actually think that would be kind of a cool is if we could, and maybe you could incorporate her into somebody else's movie that that way you could which explore I mean, her character some more yeah. actually get something out of it yeah for sure because it's shallow still maybe that's a cool thing like maybe if captain america this is just theorizing based on some little tidbits that may have happened Whoa. and like maybe if steve rogers dies and bucky barnes becomes new captain america maybe scarlet witch can be in the next captain america movie with bucky barnes it is, um, someone told me officially, and I saw a Infinity War poster where Bucky Barnes is wearing a new outfit, and it looks like he's officially becoming White Wolf, is what I heard. Oh. I don't know I don't even know what that, that is. That. I'm going to Google this really oh, quickly. Oh, gosh. Well, also, while you're Googling that, I will discuss the fact that if you saw Black Panther, you saw that at the end of... Uh, Black Panther. One of the post-credits scenes is Bucky Barnes. He's out of the. Um, he's out of the cryogenic freeze. This makes a lot of sense. I guess because I think that T'Challa's sister is the one. Isn't that who he has the scene with? Yes. Yeah. She's and the she's one. Gonna be in, she's the scientist. And so she's, she's in, capable of ooh. solving him or curing him of oh, his good. brainwashing. Wonderful. Yeah. And here, a little tidbit. Um, so, White Wolf is a character whose parents died in a plane crash in the African nation just north of Wakanda. And 
Hunter is was his name here in the um I guess yeah his name was Hunter in the original comics and was adopted by the Wakandan king T'Chaka because he was a foreigner and white Hunter was viewed with suspicion and even contempt by the xenophobic Wakandans nevertheless he developed a true love for Wakanda and became one of his adopted home's staunchest patriots which, oh, which we the way they've seen, set this yeah, up is that he's down in Wakanda and the Wakandans are going to heal him of his burden or have because they woke him up i think we kind of already saw that it looks like he's pretty well on the way to recovery and yes. he kind of already seems like he is this association making a place in yes this association maybe with the he's makes just gonna sense, be in all the so black panther movies he'll just be white wolf yeah it's very possible and i mean maybe scarlet witch just won't be in anything else and we'll just never get anything as out of closely her. as they're following yes it's possible she might just die too. Infinity War could do all oh, sorts of things. I don't want anybody to die. That's what's it's except for Steve Rogers. Happen. So that's <laughs> but I don't want Steve Rogers that's to die. That's the I obvious. Just, I'm acceptable. Like that's acceptable to me. <laughs> I think Falcon becomes Captain America. Oh. That's that's still the thing I stand by, which I think is like I think is super reflective of something that happens in Maybe the comics. Maybe she could be so. in that one then too. Yeah, I I really don't know where they're gonna go with the. How many whole people do we think are series. gonna die? Um, I'm guessing Hawkeye and Steve Rogers. And I heard maybe Hawkeye. one more character. Spoiler alert! I don't know if this is a spoiler, but reviews are coming out now for Infinity War. Yeah, I heard Hawkeye's not in it at all. What? That's what I heard. I heard Hawkeye and Ant Man aren't in it at all. That they get one throwaway line that sort of explains where they are, but they're not in the movie at all. Are you serious? I'm not kidding. Why? Do we Probably know because they're going to be in part four. Oh, they may. Yeah. Okay. This is the thing also we can talk about movie, is that maybe nobody's going to die in this one and they'll yeah. all just die in the fourth. So one. definitely, I hope that this movie is as much of an origin story as we've gotten for all these characters at, for Thanos. I hope we get that. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I don't have anything else but to also, say. But also, I mean, the fourth <laughs> Avengers movie is coming out in a year. Like it's just a year from yeah. now too. Yeah. So we don't have to wait that long for... I'm sure the they'll start revealing Avengers information conclusion. pretty soon after this one comes out too, because they'll yeah. want to keep the hype up. So yeah, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about this one. I mean, what, what do you rate the it? Same characters. How, how do you um, rate it? It was good. It was solid. It was better. What did, Oh, it was much better than age of Ultron. It was, um, it's still not as good as Winter Soldier. No, I think Winter Soldier was much better. Yeah, um, they were just. But it was good. I liked it. Yeah, there were just some I serious enjoyed missteps this one too. But serious missteps with this movie. It's just the Spider-Man thing that I'm like, did we really need yeah. this? But. And the lack of conflict with a villain kind of yeah. made like the internal struggle of the conflict, and it just wasn't. It didn't seem that interesting. Well, because, because Iron I, Man was annoying. Well, mostly. and you still, you still know. <laughs> you still know that these people are on the same side and they do care about each other. So they're not going to kill each other. They and might be fighting right now, but eventually we know they're going to get back together. So yeah. And Iron Man can't accept the fact that this person he knows is brainwashed. Isn't oh, the same person as the one queen. Yeah. It's just like you have to, it's you're 50 Tony, like just accept what <laughs> happened and like, look at you're a scientist and you're an inventor. Like you should be able to logically think about yeah. the situation and understand yeah. what's going on. It, it just doesn't, it just doesn't seem like it connects. It seems like action for action's sake. And well, and they were all like, whenever Iron Man would not believe that Bucky didn't 
do the bomb. He was just so dead set. Obviously, the Winter Soldier, who is the greatest <laughs> assassin that has lived for the past like 50 years, he's just going to let himself get caught on security camera exploding this bomb that killed people. Sure. Sure, yeah. Tony. Mm-hmm. Convenient. Yeah. So it just, yeah, it's, it definitely, I don't, I don't even know if it was necessary, like other than to bring characters in really quickly Fan and service. move them forward. Fan yeah. Service. This one was kind of like, it's better than age of Ultron, but it suffers from its own faults. It's still, yeah. And it's still doing the same thing, which is it's kind of a placeholder. Like we know where this is going or most of the time we've known that we're waiting on this big, big showdown with a super villain. And this is just, building the bridge we're yeah. still on the bridge <laughs> yeah it seems like it seems like the view was really nice at first and now the view is starting to get old and i really hope infinity war <laughs> is really hype next week because i'm ready for it to like come to fruition because i initially watched these three movies from uh captain america winter soldier to age of ultron to civil war one day apart like i saw them in three days in a row and i felt really good about it when i saw them like that because mm-hmm. i was like thinking about all the details and talking about them and i'd never seen them but now that i've spread them apart their flaws are <laughs> infinitely more i'm infinitely more aware of like what i dislike about them and whether or not i'll go back and watch some of these movies again or if i don't care at all and this is one Honestly, of those cases most where of them, my opinion it fell for this one considerably from the first time i saw it i like i like all these movies and they're very enjoyable mm-hmm. um I just much more enjoy a movie on the rewatch value if I feel like I, if it feels like it has a conti- pretty contained story to it. Black Panther is pretty contained. It's really enjoyable. I think that I could watch that one again and enjoy it. Yes. Winter Soldier's pretty contained. Aspects of that are too. Yes. So I feel like I would enjoy that one yeah, again. You don't have to watch the whole. Yeah, I don't feel like to- I have to sit here and watch five movies because. Yeah, like imagine coming back into watching Civil War six years from now and you don't remember any of the other movies. And if yeah. this movie just picks up like you're in the middle of the plot which similarly is like, to the issue of pirates two and three which literally the two you ha- basically have to watch the two together because they're one movie divided into two with way too many plots going on yeah. so whenever i think about watching pirates movie i just watch one because it's the best one it is the best one <laughs> all right well i guess that wraps it up yep all right uh thanks for listening to us you can find us on social media at pbmc podcast uh gmail at PBMC podcast at gmail.com and online at popcorn brothers movie club.com. Uh, yeah, we're hosted on SoundCloud and um, we come out on Thursday. So if you're listening to this, it might be Thursday. It would be a new episode. That's when they drop. That's all for this week. I'm Eli. I'm Ivan. And this was a club. <laughs>